Do you ever wonder if you are making a difference in the lives of your kids? Are you trying to raise your kids to love the Lord and obey His Word, yet you sometimes wonder if you're having any impact or influence at all? If this sounds like you, I think you will be encouraged by today's episode. Welcome to episode 48 of Redeeming the Chaos. I'm your host, Laurie Christine. I am a mom of four boys, an author, a Bible teacher, and a certified biblical parenting coach. This is the podcast for moms who may feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising boys. If you want your boys to grow up to be strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus, this is the show for you. In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. The sponsor for our show today is the Family Fruit Challenge, and I will tell you a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. A few weeks ago, I was asked to create a devotional video for the women's group at my church. So today's episode is actually an audio recording of the video that I created. If you would like to watch the video version complete with visuals and my smiling face, you can find a link in the show notes of this episode at redeemingthechaos.com. So at my church, we are doing a devotional series on the parables of Jesus, and my devotional is about the parable of the mustard seed and how God can use something very small to have a huge impact in His kingdom. I think this message is especially powerful for us as moms because we often spend our days cleaning up messes, breaking up fights, cooking, and cleaning. We read the Bible with our kids, and we try to model what it looks like to love and serve God, and then we hope and pray that our words and actions are making a difference. But sometimes we look around and wonder, is it enough? Am I doing enough? I mean, I'm not preaching to stadiums packed with thousands of people. I'm not flying to the other side of the world to witness to Hindus in India. Some days I can barely drag myself out of bed and get out of my yoga pants. And some days I'm just happy to make it through the day and my kids are still alive. Can you relate to that? If so, I think you will be encouraged by today's episode where we talk about how small acts of faithfulness can have a huge impact in God's kingdom. Do you ever feel small and insignificant? Do you feel like your life has little impact or influence? Do you wonder if you're making a difference at all? We are going to talk today about a parable that Jesus told about something very small that had a huge impact. So our parable for today is found in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 26 to 32, and I am going to read it in the English Standard Version. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? 
It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. So we can conclude from this passage and other parables that Jesus told that the seed is the word of God and the soil is the hearts of unbelievers. And then the farmer, of course, is a worker for God's kingdom. So let's look a little bit more closely at our passage. What can we learn about the kingdom of God from this passage of scripture? Let's just make a few observations. First of all, a man scatters the seeds, which we know is the word of God. Then it says he rises night and day. He goes on with his life. He's not worried or anxious about his seeds. He is confident in what his seeds are meant to do. Next, the seed sprouts and grows all on its own, but the man doesn't know how it happens. And then the earth produces by itself without help from the farmer. And lastly, the man takes part in harvesting the seed. So what does the worker do in this passage? He plants the seeds. He shares the gospel. He tells others about the word of God. But he is not responsible for making the seed grow. Hebrews 4.12 says, The word of God is living and active. When you plant a seed of the gospel in someone's life, it takes on a life of its own. God is the one who makes the seed grow. In the second part of the passage, Jesus is still talking about a seed, but this time he specifically talks about the mustard seed. The passage says that the mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds, yet it grows into one of the largest of all garden plants. So this is a picture of a mustard seed, and you can see how tiny and insignificant it is. And then this is a picture of a mustard tree. Now, there is a little bit of debate as to whether the tree Jesus was referring to was actually more of a bush or what plane exactly he was talking about. But either way, it was something tiny that grew into something much larger. So what can we learn about the kingdom of God from the mustard seed? First of all, it starts out small and grows into something huge. It starts out as something seemingly insignificant, but it grows into something that provides shelter and shade for many creatures. I would like to tell you guys a story. So back in 1858, there was a Sunday school teacher by the name of Edward Kimball, and he taught a group of teenage boys. There was one boy in particular that he felt drawn to pursue and to share the gospel with. Kimball said about this boy, I have seen few persons whose minds were spiritually darker than this boy when he came into my Sunday school class. But Kimball didn't give up. He went to the shoe store where the boy worked and found him in the back room stocking the shelves. He shared the gospel with him and the boy ended up receiving Christ as his savior. That boy was Dwight L. Moody. Dwight L. Moody was one of the greatest evangelists of the 19th century, and he founded the Moody Bible Institute. But the story doesn't stop there. Moody preached in a church led by a man named Frederick Meyer. And Meyer was inspired by Moody's message, and he decided to become an evangelist himself. Frederick Meyer preached in a church in Massachusetts where there was a man named J. Wilbur Chapman, and he came to know the Lord and also went on to become an evangelist. A little while later, a man named Billy Sunday helped Wilbur Chapman with his crusades, 
And you guessed it, Billy Sunday took over the ministry of Wilbur Chapman, and he also went on to be an evangelist. A few years later, a group of men in Charlotte, North Carolina, heard Billy Sunday preach, and they were inspired to reach their city for Christ. They invited an evangelist named Mordecai Ham to come and preach at their church. There was a farmer who decided to invite some local teenagers to ride along with him in his pickup truck to attend the meetings. There was one 16-year-old boy who was especially convicted by the preaching of Mordecai Ham, and on the last night of the crusade, he went forward to give his life to Christ. That 16-year-old boy was Billy Graham. Now, I probably don't need to tell you about the influence of Billy Graham. He is the greatest evangelist of the 20th century and perhaps of all time. In his lifetime, he preached to over 215 million people. He led more than 400 crusades in over 185 countries. And back in 2005, in a Gallup poll, out of 35 million Americans, one in six had heard Billy Graham preach in person. Now, I'm guessing that Edward Kimball, the Sunday school teacher, back in 1858, never dreamed of the impact that he would have, all because he was faithful to share the gospel with that one rebellious boy in the back of a shoe store. Just like that mustard seed that started small and grew to be like a tree, so you and I can influence the world for the kingdom of God. And I haven't even mentioned all of the other people who were influenced by the ministries of these men that I mentioned. Frederick Meyer, Wilbur Chapman, Billy Sunday, and Mordecai Ham. Nothing can stop the good news about Jesus from taking root, spreading, and changing people's lives. So what about you? Who has God put in your life that you can impact and influence for the kingdom of God? What seed of God's love can you plant today? Maybe it's one of your children that needs a little bit of extra grace. Maybe it's a coworker who needs you to reach out and to be their friend. Or maybe you could volunteer to lead a small group of elementary kids on Sunday mornings. Maybe your grumpy old neighbor just needs to see your smiling face each day. And maybe he could use a hand with his yard work. Sometimes I think that we get so stressed out about sharing the entire plan of salvation with someone, and there certainly is a time and a place for that, but the seed that you plant may be something as small as telling a friend that you're praying for them. It may be sharing a scripture that has been meaningful to you, or simply taking the time to listen and ask questions rather than judging. 1 Corinthians 3.6 says, After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believed the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. So what work has God given you to do? Who are the people that God has put in your realm of influence? Just like the mustard seed, you may feel like your influence is tiny and insignificant. You may feel like your Efforts are endless and they are not achieving results. But your responsibility is to be faithful in the work that God has given you, no matter how small or insignificant it may seem. And then leave the rest up to him. He is the one who will do the work and make the seed grow. When you plant a seed of the gospel in someone's heart, it grows and spreads beyond your wildest imagination. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that devotional about the mustard seed. To find the blog version of this episode or to watch the video version, you can find links in the show notes at redeemingthechaos.com and just look for episode 48. Today's episode was sponsored by the Family Fruit Challenge. I am so excited to announce that we will be hosting the Family Fruit Challenge again this summer. Some of you may have participated last summer, and I know my kids really enjoyed it, and they asked if we could do it again this year. If you want to be intentional about raising kids who love God, show kindness to others, fill the room with joy, and demonstrate self-control, then join us this summer for a fun family challenge focused on the fruit of the Spirit. I know that summers can be a little crazy sometimes, and it's easy to get caught up in the activities, and before you know it, it's time to go back to school. So let's take advantage of the extra time with our kids this summer. Join us as we learn about the fruits of the Spirit and learn to rely on God to produce His fruit in the lives of our kids. So what is included in the Family Fruit Challenge? You will get a short weekly devotional about one of the fruits of the Spirit contributed by nine different guest writers, and there will be 10 weeks total, including an introductory week. And they will be delivered straight to your inbox. So when you sign up, you will get the first email, and then each Monday throughout the summer, you will get an additional email in your inbox. Also included are printable memory verse cards about the fruit of the Spirit for each week. You will receive printable fruit cards with each of the fruits of the Spirit that you can display in your home. And then you will receive links to activities, songs, games, and crafts that will help your children learn about the fruit of the Spirit each week. Um, And I will say my kids especially liked the songs. They are links to YouTube videos about each of the fruits of the Spirit, and my kids got really excited about those. You'll also receive some ideas to help motivate your kids to put into practice what they have learned. Oh, and by the way, it's all totally free. When you sign up for the challenge, you'll receive a reminder email every Monday morning for 10 weeks. The email will include a link to the blog post for that week where you will find all of the devotionals, printable verse cards, and activities. And no matter when you sign up, you will always start with week one and continue through week 10. So you won't get behind and you're not missing out. To sign up for the challenge, just go to familyfruitchallenge.com. And please feel free to invite your friends. Thank you for joining us for episode 48 of Redeeming the Chaos. Please join us next time when we talk about tips to survive the summer with a house full of boys. See you then.